Hello once again and a happy new year. It's great to have your company and thanks for joining us on Search for Truth for the first in a special series of talks for the start of 2015 with Brian Johnston, your Bible teacher. Now, we're really grateful for the interest you show in these programmes, and some of you have taken up my invitation and written or emailed with questions, and up to now, Brian's replied to each listener individually. But the same question sometimes gets repeated, and now Brian feels there's been enough interest to make up a series on air. There'll be no booklet to accompany this series, but for the next ten weeks, God willing, Brian will be responding to a new question each week, which you might recognise as the one you asked. And if you do and Brian's answer's been a help, please let us know. Questions such as, why were we given a free will? Why was salvation such a long time in coming? Is there a Christian way to find a marriage partner? Uh, As well as other questions, they'll all be covered in the coming weeks. But today, the question for Brian is from Isabel, who asks, are there different resurrections? So, Brian, are there? Well, John, let's think about that. Some time back, as you say, Isabel wrote to us at Search for Truth to ask if we agreed with Dr. Vernon McGee's notes on the specific point where he states that faithful Old Testament characters will be raised after the future time known biblically as a time of great distress or tribulation, and more particularly that this resurrection will be prior to the millennial or thousand-year reign of Christ. This question contains terms used by biblical scholars – but which are essentially drawn from the biblical text itself. And, in particular, they are used by Bible students who favour a particular way of understanding the Bible's teaching concerning future events. It's well known that there are different ways of attempting to understand the book of Revelation and other related prophecies, and it has to be said that the subject has generated a lot of controversy which continues to this day. Basically, there have been four different views regarding the book of Revelation. The idealist view teaches that Revelation describes in symbolic language the battle throughout the ages between God and Satan and good against evil. The preterist view teaches that the events recorded in the book of Revelation were largely fulfilled early on and certainly by AD 70 with the fall of the Jerusalem temple. The unusual word preterist comes from an old term signifying what is past. The historist view teaches that the book of Revelation is a symbolic presentation of Christian history, beginning in the first century AD and continuing through to the end of the age. The prophecies of Revelation are seen by those who favour this view as being fulfilled in various historic events, such as the fall of the Roman Empire, the Protestant Reformation, and even the French Revolution. The futurist view, as its name suggests, teaches that the book of Revelation prophesies events that will take place in the future. These events include the so-called rapture of the church, seven years of tribulation for those left behind on earth, and then a thousand-year reign of Christ upon the earth. Futurist beliefs usually have a close association with terms like premillennialism and dispensationalism. Premillennialism basically teaches Christ will return prior to setting up his literal 1,000-year rule over this world from Jerusalem. And dispensationalism teaches that God has managed the world in different ways in different time periods, as in the age of the law and the church age. 
It's based on a literal approach to interpretation of the Bible and is the approach which maintains a distinction between Israel and the church and God's respective purposes for each. The view Isabel heard endorsed in our programme was the futurist, premillennial understanding of the book of Revelation and the other prophetic passages of the Bible. Such a view requires there to be various distinct resurrections and is based, among other references, on Daniel 12 verses 1 and 2 and Revelation 20 and verse 6. Let's take the Daniel reading first. Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. And there will be a time of distress, such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who's found written in the book, will be rescued. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. This mentions a time of great distress, which is spoken of by the Lord and the Apostle John as the Great Tribulation. This is followed by a resurrection for Daniel and the other faithful from the Old Testament period before the thousand-year reign of Christ begins. This is spoken of in more detail in Revelation 20 from verse 5. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. So that means there are two resurrections in relation to the thousand years, one before and one after the millennial reign of Christ. However, the resurrection Isabel heard me speaking about in the programme she referred to came from 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 16, and is specifically about the dead in Christ. This resurrection happens before both. That is, it happens before the two that we've previously mentioned in connection with the thousand-year reign of Christ. The text in Thessalonians says, I'm reading from chapter 4, verse 13, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve, as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Notice the words, in Christ, in that reading. This in Christ expression is one of the Apostle Paul's favourite expressions. He uses it often. It signifies those of this church age who've believed in Christ, who therefore belong to what's biblically known as the body of Christ. So Isabel correctly understood both my broadcast and, I believe, Dr. McGee's notes. And I would say that there's no contradiction, because we're plainly teaching not only a pre-millennial rapture of the church, but a pre-tribulation rapture of the church. My broadcast talk, which drew the question from our listener, was really about justifying that interpretation of the Bible. Christ's second coming will be in two phases, spanning or 
falling either side of the tribulation. The Bible word coming is literally the parousia. It's the Greek word for presence. The church's hidden presence with Christ above will be in parallel with the tribulation period on the earth. For the tribulation is called the time of Jacob's trouble. God will by then be dealing again with Israel on earth and not the church, none of whose members will then be left on this earth. This parousia is then concluded by the second phase coming of Christ as son of man to the earth. Prior to the tribulation period, he comes as son of God to the air. Then we read of the unveiling of his glory. This will be the pre-signaled phase of his coming, as in Matthew 24, as opposed to the unheralded snatching away or rapture of the church at least seven years prior to this. I do hope this answers your point. Overall, there will be three main resurrections. The first, which is pre-tribulation and concerns only the church. The second, which is after the time of tribulation, but takes place before the millennium. And finally, the third, which occurs at the end of history in readiness for the great white throne judgment of Revelation chapter 20. In summary, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is useful, especially in setting out the time sequence of the different resurrections. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. After that, those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death, for he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says, all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is accepted who put all things in subjection to him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself also will be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him, so that God may be all in all. There, the Apostle Paul tells us that Christ has been raised first. In all things, he has the first place. But Christ's resurrection guarantees the resurrection of all humanity at some point, or should we say, at some points. The next to be raised after Christ are those who during the time since the cross have placed their trust in Christ and then died. They'll be raised at the same time of the Lord's return to the air to collect or snatch away his church from this earth. Then finally, after a time of distress on this earth, followed by the glorious reign of Christ on earth, then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father. Either side of that future reign by Christ on this earth, there are the two resurrections we spoke of earlier, one before it and one after it. The resurrection that takes place before the thousand-year reign of Christ is a resurrection associated with blessing. And this we can affirm in answer to the question, is the occasion when the faithful dead of the Old Testament period will be raised to share in millennial blessing with Christ? The Lord spoke of this in the Gospels when he specifically mentioned Abraham and others sitting down with him in his kingdom. I do hope that answers your question. Yeah.
Thanks, Brian, for dealing with Isabel's question so fully. Uh, now, sometimes answers can raise even more questions, so if this is so for you, or you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks as well to all who have contacted us with kind and grateful words. We find great encouragement from your interest. Now, here's our postal and our email address. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. I'll repeat that. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. And now here's our email address, sft at churchesofgod.info. Although there's no booklet for this series on listeners' questions, you can still access the many booklets for other subjects and studies which we presented on air at SFT. So you have the opportunity to absorb these at your leisure, and each week I'll remind you of different ways to obtain them. For instance, quite a number of different titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into e-books and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle ebooks. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and you'll find them. So, thanks once again for the pleasure of your company. And next week, Brian tackles the question, why were we given a free will? So, I hope you'll use yours to join us again. Until then, very sincere good wishes from Bible teacher Brian, studio technician David, our singers and me, John. Goodbye, and may God richly bless you. Yeah.